Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. And now, let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We're actually recording this on Monday and airing it on Thursday because we did not finish our conversation on Monday about being prepared for longevity. We may have taken a few little rabbit trails (laughs) here and there. What's a podcast without a good rabbit trail? We we Squirrel trail, as it were. I would murder a squirrel if it would make me live longer. <laughs> um, you know, squirrels always on my brain because something that we're, I'm sure we're going to end up talking about laughing here. Is that on my list? But one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my whole flipping entire life is the bad lip reading of Megan and Harry's wedding. <laughs> Everyone, you, when, we're, when you're done, you need to YouTube that and watch it. And just laugh. But he says something about, like, you're the best squirrel in a hole. The preacher does. And so Amelie made me a birthday card last year with a squirrel on the front of it that says you're the best squirrel in a hole. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, squirrels, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On your mind. Right. I'm sorry. Um, were you doing, like, an introduction to the show or no, something? No, I wasn't. I actually okay. had to tell you this funny story about when I laughed the other day. I laughed okay. probably one of the hardest times I've ever laughed in my entire life life and it's not going to be funny probably to anybody else but oh great i'm working on making baby books for all the kids and what that means for a blogger is that i have to sort through tens of thousands of photographs on tens of thousands of devices and like try to sort of make a cohesive thing out of it timeline (laughs) so i'm like deep into like early georgia years or i'm pregnant with georgia at this point so this was 12 years ago I had just got like my first DSLR and I was feeling really hot to trot. Like mm-hmm. I'm a legit photographer now, right? I wasn't, mm-hmm. still not, but I took some pictures at my friend Lauren's wedding and I thought they were great at the time. They were not great at all, but at the then Stuart took them and he edited them and I'd totally forgotten he'd done this and this is going to age me a bit, but do you remember when... When you had cameras, you could like shoot things in black and white, but then you could activate certain colors post editing and it would just show that color in the photograph. Oh, so yeah. you'd have like a black and white photo, but like if you chose orange, then you like the orange flowers would be orange. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it was sort of like that, but I found this photo of Alex and Lauren. They're saying their vows. It's a very serious moment. <laughs> They're holding hands and Stuart has edited it so that just their hands are in color which is already awkward because it's like there's no flowers or anything. It's just flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the pastor's tie is also like flesh colored. And so it's only their hands and the pastor's tie that are colored. And I remember him doing this. I didn't remember it until I saw it. And I he was so proud of it. Like, <laughs> this is like, they should put this in an art gallery. This is amazing. And I'm in bed and I'm like just wetting my pants, laughing, deep laughing. Like it can't come out. It's like hurling out of me, you know, like, oh, "Oh, there's no better thing than just like, especially being able to laugh at yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and I love that. And in 10 years, I hope I look back at what I'm doing now with the same sort of humor because that means growth and growth is good. Like if I was still taking pictures like that, it'd be a problem. (laughs) But oh, it was so good. I'll try and find uh, it and share it over on Instagram. You guys can appreciate it with me. Anyway, okay. uh, this is Homemaker Chic Podcast, and we are two friends, 2,000 miles apart with 10 children, helping you to rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind, if nothing else. We hope that we give you something to chuckle about throughout your grindy day. Grindy day? <laughs> wow, you're the best squirrel in a hole, Shay. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. You should have my- me want to watch that lip reading right now. Oh, I wish we could show <sighs> it. I wish we had like a Jamie. Hey, Jamie, Google that. Pull it up. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. What are we doing? Okay, so um, let's uh, cue the wine music. Okay. Because you have a few tips to share on wine, and then we'll deep dive back into our list of being prepared for longevity. Should we do that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is, am I doing the wine segment? Okay. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. If it's your first time ordering, you're going to get a bottle for a penny. Try three, six, nine, or 12 bottles, red or white, bubbly, rosé. We are going to turn you into a wine connoisseur. Friends, if you've been listening to this season, we're trying to give you great little factoids to help you feel knowledgeable about your purchase and knowledgeable about the um, the experience that wine brings, what it lends to your table, what it does for your palate. Um, we've talked about aperitifs and regions and labelings. And so today I thought we could have a little fun. This is a fun article I found, 10 wine tips to make you sound like a bad word. Okay, so. <laughs> Did Canadian Living put this out too? This isn't Canadian Living. No, okay. this is okay. not Canadian Living. Right. So the first tip, um, I'm not going to go over a bottle today. We're just going to have a little fun. Keep it lighthearted. Wine is um, something that you can for lack of a better word, inject into your day, inject into your weekly experiment, experiment, experience, and it, it adds interest. So I thought this was amusing. If when you are drinking a glass of wine and you don't know what to say, maybe the waiter has brought it to you or a friend has just served you a glass, this article says just swirl it around and say interesting. <laughs> if you can't come up with with an adjective if you used if you've used Shay's description one too many times it tastes like a tart green apple then switch to interesting mm-hmm. second if all else fails be sure to hold your glass by the stem um, it's not a snobby thing to do actually that actually keeps your hot sweaty grimy hands from heating the wine up too much and if you're like me making a mess a mess of your glass. I, oh, I will say on that note too. Okay. You should, if women, if you're wearing lipstick, you should always try to drink from the same spot on your glass, so that you don't get the whole ring around the out. You know, you don't have lips all the way around your wine glass. Try to drink yes. roughly from the same spot. That's true. And yeah. I wear a lot of bright red lipstick. And if I'm at someone's house, I will like if I have a little piece of tissue in my purse or something before I if, like I'm helping clear the dishes or whatever, mm-hmm. I will just take my cup and go like whoop. I don't want somebody else to get stuck cleaning my spackle off of their wine glass. There you go. You're welcome. Good tip. Good tip. Uh, if you can't smell the wine, you could comment that it might still be closed. So maybe it hasn't been decanted enough or it hasn't fully opened, but there's some <laughs> some good words for you. The mm-hmm. term expressive typically, typically wins points when you're describing a wine. You can say that the oh. wine is... Very expressive of the region. You could also try flashy, exuberant, lively, vibrant. This is a very animated wine. (laughs) Showy. (laughs) I like this one. Substantial. (laughs) This is a substantial Bordeaux. Mm -hmm. Um, Bountiful and magnanimous. Those are better than Uh, fruity. Oh, it's very fruity. fruity. (laughs) Reminds me of French Kiss when she goes, it's a bold wine with a hint of sophistication. Um, Oddly enough, friends, spicy is not a wine term. So you might find that it tastes like anise or cloves or black pepper, Um, peppery. But if you want to sound really intelligent, avoid the word spicy. Um, high alcohol wines are referred to as hot, so you typically will not experience that with Dry Farm because we are always bragging about their low alcohol content. And if you are in doubt, good mm-hmm. clinking is good practice. So the bell of your wine glass is the strongest part. If that's why you always break your wine glass on the stem, so don't be afraid to clink that uh, with a friend. And I think, do I know the French expression for that? It's like les cloches d'amitié. The, the Bells of Friendship, I think is what that's called. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. I learned recently that it's really, really bad luck in Italian to cross over when you're cheersing. Like, you, okay. you do not, you don't cross at all. You can only go like, go like this. People next okay. to you. No crossing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last but not least, it says, when all else fails, blame it on the terroir. 
Terroir might be one of the most misused or over overused words in wine, but if you don't like the way it tastes, just blame it on the terroir. There you go. Mm-hmm. That reminds me so much of a good year. Yeah, right? Ugh. He talks about the terroir singing. You know, right. it's just so good. The I minstrel of 88. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weather cracks me up. Okay, so dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. <coughs> and as usual, mm-hmm. you can visit the Homemaker Chic website if all of these names elude you. And we've got everything there mm-hmm. for you. But spring is coming. So I do want you to get stocked up on some picnic wines. Mother's Day is super close. Mm-hmm. And there's graduation parties and baby showers and... Those moments where your friend stops by to see your garden and you want to offer her a beautiful rosé, this is your chance. We love Dry Farm Wine, isn't it? And we thank you for mm-hmm. doing business with them as well. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. That makes me very okay. thirsty. Okay. So I know, right? Especially uh, an so hour the other, Okay. We're going to finish this because the yes. other day we, okay. we were talking about um, being prepared for longevity because it doesn't just happen. Surely it can't just happen, not in this toxic, stressful day and age. Mm-hmm. Surely we have to put a little, a little effort in. So, um, all the efforts. We, talk- we have to put all the effort in. All the efforts. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Let's this list. I don't even know if we have time for this whole, whole list. Okay. Um, here's a fun one. This says, okay. have more sex. Okay. <laughs> so, this is to our, our married listeners only. Yep. <laughs> Um, an active sex life is closely connected with a longer life. It says says um, <clears throat> men who have sex two or more three times to- two or three times a week have a lower risk of heart disease by forty five percent. Surely that's got to be a similar stat for women. Makes us happier. This is good dang- stress reliever. This is dangerous territory. <clears throat> Why? I've, I have agreed to not speak of certain things on the podcast. No, I'm going to speak in generalities. Okay. Let me tell you my weekly <laughs> habits for heaven's sake. <laughs> Joel and I do it this many times. <laughs> he, um, okay. Sex is a very, very, very important part of a marriage. <clears throat> and by design. By design. It is meant to be a pleasure, and we have taken something that's meant to be a pleasure, just like we have with food or even like physical vigor, and we've turned it, you know, like we talked about on Monday's episode. Mm -hmm. We talked about working out. We talked about food. We've done the same thing with wine. Now it's, oh, it's so overwhelming, and it's so – like we've stripped the pleasure out of so many of these things and turned it into – some sort of like duty or duty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think so. Here we're breaking we, now. <laughs> if we're talking about it a little bit, then we're going to break this rule that I'm about to say. But like, I feel like we take things and we bring them into the conversation, and it's just like this constant beating of a dead horse. <clears throat> I mean, what about? What do you the mean? The more reserved Victorian era where like that was in the room and like we didn't have to talk about it. We didn't have to analyze it. We didn't yeah. have to have conversations or read articles about it. There weren't yeah. magazines dedicated to it. It was like the pleasure was there. Yeah. It's just like food. Like you were saying, what sort of food gives you like pleasure? Well, like you've just beaten that conversation to death, pointing, calorieing. It's low fat, high fat, low sugar, low carb. <laughs> Remember when food yeah. was just like for nourishment and f- so you could have pleasure three times a day? Yeah. Yeah. And then we've so maybe the- like less is more. <laughs> Stop talking about it. Not like doing it less, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, just <laughs> right. maybe thinking about it less, just maybe letting it be what it is. And I think this is the tricky point with a lot of these things food, exercise, sex for sure in our culture. Like, hmm. Our culture has turned these basically into little demigods. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you right now, you're if you're looking for satisfaction, you're looking for purpose, you're looking for depth, for reason, you're not going to find it in food. You're not going to find it in working out or your physical mm-hmm. anything. You're not going to find it in sex. You're not going to find it in your marriage. You're not going to find mm-hmm. it in your kids. You're not going to find it in an education or a life experience, some crazy vacation. It's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's worth saying because 
we have a culture that has chased sex and sexual pleasure and sexual um, desires. It's literally chased it to death. Mm -hmm. And and in doing so, it's stripped it of what it was actually just meant to be, which was procreation, for starters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was meant to, you know, create the next generation of people. But also, it was meant as a point of pleasure between a husband and a wife. And when you take that out of when you take it out of context and you you ascribe it this responsibility that it was never meant to bear um you've actually just ended up stripping it of its pleasure of its joy hmm. and i think you're right i think you've we've actually talked about it to the point that we can't even just hold it for what it is anymore mhm mm it has to be some great thing and we have to we have to crazy analyze every well how many times a week do we do it and how many times da, 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 mm -hmm. and is who initiated and blah 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 like you're just like <laughs> exactly. oh my gosh you keep a org chart or something yeah okay. yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i don't like that okay i don't like that kind of stuff okay but yes husbands um, and wives do that okay okay laughter is the best medicine True. really the best medicine 15 oh, minutes of laughter a day can improve blood flow to the heart by 50%. Let me tell you. Yes. I love that. I try to laugh every day. Yes. Uh, I know we're not supposed to be on screens consuming garbage, but – and I also know we're not talk, supposed to talk about, like, memes and stuff we just found, but I found something really great recently. <laughs> okay. And it's a skier, and he's doing, like, this coordinated, incredibly athletic dance on his skis. But – it's kind of ridiculous. And there's this song over it that it's a German guy, I'm guessing German. And he's like, wow, you can really dance. You can really <laughs> dance. And we showed it to our kids. And it's given us uh -huh. 10 days of laughter. 10 days. Okay. You know, because someone will strike a pose and then one of the kids will go, wow, you can really dance. <laughs> it's, it's so See, good. that's good. I love it's that. It's silly. It's silly, you guys. Like, this was our entire point of last season. It's like, mm -hmm. can we remember just how to laugh? Like, it's things are funny. And sometimes maybe it's inappropriate to laugh. But also sometimes that's how people process really difficult things. Yes. And that can be okay, too, you know? Yeah. I remember when my grandpa was on his deathbed and he had had Alzheimer's really bad and it was tragic and horrible. And he fell and he hit his head and basically sort of was – in bed, you know, for a few days after that, before he passed away. And I got in bed with him and my mom asked if I wanted a picture. And I said, yeah, I would really love, I'm, my grandpa was the dearest person in the world to me. I mm -hmm. loved him. Um, But his, <laughs> this sounds so silly to say, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but, you know, he was obviously very physically damaged and mm -hmm. his mouth was like hanging open right like he was comatose basically okay. and so i like put my hand under his chin to like hold his mouth closed in the mm -hmm. picture and mm -hmm. we had ourselves laughing so hard and he he would have loved he would have thought it was hilarious but it was one of those moments it's like wh whether you're gonna laugh whether you're gonna cry like what about it i love this man mm -hmm. and here we are in this situation processing it the very best we know how. Mm -hmm. You know? It was, yeah. Buddy. Um, yeah. We watch. We I try to laugh every day. I'm still making my way through Seinfeld. Last night was the mm. Little Jerry Seinfeld rooster episode. I was – that was almost yeah. too much for me. Yeah. That was hysterical. Yeah. And – you do need to watch the bad lip reading of Megan and Harry's wedding because it's pure genius. Yeah. And – the other day, Junior got me. Remember Chris Farley when he would do that? Hey, remember when? That mm -hmm. was awesome. Remember mm -hmm. that? Obviously, Junior has never seen that. But we were in the boot room doing something. He goes, hey, mom, remember that time on the trampoline and you peed your pants? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Did you really do that? <laughs> yes, Shay, I did. <laughs> he oh, thought it was great so good. that was his contribution to us getting ready to go outside and play oh you just gotta you laugh sometimes mm -hmm. you just gotta laugh just laugh yeah <clears throat> yes okay. to that okay what's next okay um who whoopsie mm. keep your cool oh next no 
Okay, we're preparing for longevity here. You're keeping your cool. Um, Patience, not being a hothead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know when I get to be a hothead, it's just when things aren't going at the pace or the way that I want them to go. I mean, it's it really is just like selfishness down to its core. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know it. It's easy to know, harder to implement. Yeah. Like, it's like the Apostle Paul says, like, all the things I want to do, I don't do. And all the things I don't want to do, I do. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. Keeping your cool, it can be hard. Um, So one of the ways that we laugh in our family, because things are very laughable right now, are we've taken our small cottage and we've essentially hacked off a third of it. And there's no end in sight at this point. Like, with the way that things are, it's just – so we are – everybody's in here, man. We are, like, in each other's business. So do you remember the movie Anger Management with Adam Sandler? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So in there, he says the word goose fraba. That's, like, his word for when he's feeling that hothead, like, reaction coming up. And he's like, goose fraba. Because it's a silly word. And you can't really say it without laughing. Well, we taught that to our children. And it's one of those ways when, like, if I want to explode and I'm not like, it happens, you guys. Yeah. I'm a mama for yes. it. happens, okay? Like, if it happens to you, you're not alone. Sometimes I lift my hands up like this and I'm like, girls from And I just say it in a really stupid voice because it's like the mm-hmm. only way to channel out the energy. But my kids have caught on, you know, and... They, but they can't ever remember the words, so they say it in really weird things, and it we always end up laughing afterwards, and it literally mm-hmm. is like a disbursement of the energy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, we're big Donald Duck people, so the kids and I go, Temper Donald. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love Donald Duck. I identify with his, <laughs> his rage. <laughs> yep. Temper Donald. Yeah. I never had rage, never, until I had children. No. No. I thought I was cool. I thought I was easygoing. I would never use the word easygoing to describe myself. Today? Anymore. No. I'd like to be, but I'm not. I think part of it's the season of parenting where you have mm-hmm. to account always for what's going on with your children. Mm-hmm. And you're just not as flexible as you were when you were single and only had to think about yourself. Well, yeah, that's part of it. I mean, easygoing. Yeah, I would hope you're easygoing when you're single. <laughs> yeah, I'm easygoing in the Come sense on. that, like, I don't really care what restaurant we eat at or, like, mm-hmm. you know, but other things are harder. It's harder mm-hmm. to be easygoing. Massive schedule disruptions are really stressful for me, those sorts of things. I don't like it when things don't work. <laughs> that too. I have to, like, physically just step away. Like, I'm going to walk away now. Or I'm going to get a baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel sort of cursed. I feel like nothing ever works for me. Mm -hmm. So it's just always something. Yeah. Okay. This is not that great of a movie. But I recently watched Under the Tuscan Sun. Okay. And it's very cliche what I'm about to say. But I do think it's really sort of helpful. There's this. Okay. She's sad, right? Her husband has cheated on her. She's lost everything. She's on a whim, moved to Tuscany to try and make some semblance of her new phase of life. Are you going to do like your spoiler thing for the four people that haven't seen this movie? No, 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 because it's not a spoiler. But she runs into another expat friend of hers, a British woman who sort of has the joie de vie and she's not holy. But (laughs) she she runs across uh, Diane Lane's character and she's like, oh, look at you. You're sad. Again! <laughs> and, like, basically, like, snap out of it. Um, then there's another... I say that from Moonstruck. Snap out of it! Snap out of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there is... There was also, you know, to our point of... What we made kind of on Monday, there's also this point where her best friend says to her, like, look, you're at a crossroads. Like, and it might... That might sound cheesy, but, like, you do have – you do get to make decisions. And, like, mm-hmm. the way that you are right now doesn't have to be the way that you are forever. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Like, look, I have some outburst issues because I have – I'm sinful and because I have four young children. 
by God's grace, I hope that in 20 or 30 years, I'm way better at all of this, all of this stuff than I mm-hmm. am now. That I continue to be sanctified, that I continue to grow, um, that I continue to change as a person. And I think that's just the posture that we need to hold and actually tell ourselves, okay, well, maybe when your kid does this, normally you react this way. We can actually change that, mm-hmm. you know? And that's sort of what Diane, in a bad way, I'm not condoning any of this, but she sort of has to decide, like, am I just going to sit here and be sad forever? Or am I just going to do something different? Am I going to mm-hmm. make a choice that's going to make that different? You know? Uh, you will mellow out as your kids get older. And it's not because they're going to bug you any less. Oh, I should speak from my point, my experience. Mm-hmm. I have mellowed out. Because, like, for example, you wouldn't, if you were hanging out with Audrey and friends, you know, like, you wouldn't freak out. <laughs> you wouldn't have a tantrum mm-hmm. with your girlfriends, right? Because they're, like, adults and they're going to judge you. Like, that would be awkward, mm-hmm. right? It gets to that point with your kids where suddenly they're as big as you and they're as tall as you and you start th- even though they're not adults, you do start affording them this yeah. grace of, I don't want you to perceive me as a, we are both grown individuals and like, I can't be seen this way. Right. There's, it's sad, but there's a bit of a free pass when they're little. They, they bug you and maybe they deserve it, <laughs> but, but you, yeah, you don't you're like, hold oh, them they in won't this, remember this. <laughs> you, yeah. You don't hold them in the same esteem as mm-hmm. like seeing a larger person who's going to remember like you just don't do it anymore you just calm down yeah i can i can totally see that i've already experienced that even Mm -hmm. with just an 11 year old you know Mm -hmm. of course she's very mature but but yeah i can totally see that um i think you just sort of chill out about a lot of things as you get older and i hope that that continues um again back on the cooking community call somebody was talking about discrepancies with what the kids wanted to eat with what she wanted them to eat Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday I made a batch of a double batch of biscotti, great ingredients, good butter, good sugar, good einkorn flour, good salt, amazing almonds, fabulous. <laughs> have a cookie me. for breakfast, kids. Have a biscotti. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like I used, I probably would have really, really cared. And I still, I'm like, eat some protein too. But mm-hmm. you just loosen up about certain things. Mm-hmm. So much so. <laughs> um, and I hope that that continues. So that gives me a bit of hope because- mm-hmm. I want to be more easygoing. I want to be like saying yes unless I really need to say no so that my no actually means something. Mm -hmm. And it's just not mom constantly being like, no, 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 no. Uh, That's something my mom did tell me. She's (laughs) like when I became a parent, she said, say yes as often as you can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Yep. And like with moms and freaking out, like I've told certain children of mine, if everything is drama, then nothing is drama. Mm-hmm. You dilute your message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, okay. This is a big okay. one for me okay. is get the right amount of sleep. Six, seven, eight hours a night. Important for longevity. People that sleep less than six and a half hours don't live as long, this article says. Mm-hmm. Um, last week I talked about treating myself to downtime because I think we did an episode or a few weeks ago, I don't know, it's all a, bur- a blur, on being prepared for rest. Mm-hmm. And I shared with you this little pep talk I give myself on nights where I need mental rest. I'm very tired, but I didn't get any free time that I – Try to tell myself to calm down, just stay awake for 20 more minutes and do mm-hmm. something silly, whether it's watch Seinfeld or just like do something inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Um, how much sleep? What are you, what's your, what are your sleep habits? Um, I like sleep. Sleep is very important to me. I mm-hmm. get very grouchy. That's how okay. it manifests for me. I get grouchy at night when I've had a very full day and I realize I'm just kind of being sharp. Mm-hmm. Um. I've learned to recognize that in myself and just I don't plan things late at night. I don't have deep conversations at night. Right. Um, It's just not a good time for me. So typically I'm done with chores, dishes, housework, putting kids Mm -hmm. to bed and such at about 830. 
sort of when we wrap that up. Georgia stays up later, but she just colors, listens to music, reads, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm usually in bed by nine, usually asleep by like 945. Okay. Somewhere around Same there. 10. Exact here. Yeah. Um, 10 is at 9.57. I'm panicking. I got to be asleep. Yeah. I want to be, asleep. <laughs> I wanna be <laughs> asleep at 10. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, getting up varies. I like to get up and watch the sunrise. I like to have coffee and quiet time in the morning. Um, it's mine and Stuart's time to talk and I process mm-hmm. things by speaking them. So I have okay. to process all my thoughts on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're typically up at six, I would say. So yeah, I mean, good okay. seven or eight hours every night. Okay. Just how I function. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, um, I'm up early. I mean, I'm up between 520 and 540, yeah. but I can't help it. I just wake up. Yeah. This kind of so. goes back to, um, was it a seasonal theme? Don't even know what I'm saying. Where we were like, make your bed. I got distracted. There's a really pretty bird. <laughs> Focus, Shay. Where we're like, make your bed. Mm-hmm. Put oh, your beautiful sheets theme. on. Clean mm-hmm. the crap out from underneath it. Buy yourself a new pillow. Get a nice alarm clock so you don't have to sleep with your phone by your bed. Like, right? make your bed. Make it beautiful. Make it luxurious. Make it comfortable. Make it a place of joy and of comfort. And it makes me so sad. When I see people's bedrooms and it was, it's just like the crap hole of the whole house, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're supposed to A, make love in there and like B, recharge. Like, right. Uh, in like, how? How are you going to do right. that in there? It's dark and dusty and sad. Yeah. Um, if you need a little encouragement in your bedroom, ladies, this is it. I'm giving it to you. Okay. Put on some beautiful sheets. Make your sheets smell good. Spritz them with your perfume if you want to. I don't care. Open your window. Is this your ABL shout out? Because we didn't do that yet. (laughs) Pull your blinds apart. Get some fresh air in there. Fresh air. Okay? Like, nobody wants their bedroom to smell like stale breath. (laughs) For heaven's sake, open the windows. Why don't people open their windows? I don't know, Shay. It drives me crazy. And they leave the blinds closed. That drives me. I want as much sunshine. Um, okay, so David Lebovitz, great food blogger. Mm-hmm. I've been a longtime follower of his. So he was looking at houses and he said he went into this one in Austria and he's like, hey, I actually can't see anything. Could you turn some lights on? And she's like, oh yeah, I forgot you're an American. You guys like a lot of light. I'm like, I guess that's an American trait. <laughs> People need light. Maybe. We had good friends uh, next. We had good friends, um, Mexicans, and they, they, she had her blinds closed all the time. It was just dark. Probably because it was so they're, dark in the house. Like they had to keep their house cold, like cooler in Mexico, like to block out the sun. My I guess is so. that she had air conditioning. I mean, she was. Oh, maybe oh. it was always pleasant in there. But it was always so dark. I just thought, like, don't you feel like you're kind of in a tomb? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's isn't that yeah. interesting that even light can be a cultural thing. Yeah, light is everything I mean, to me. Light and fresh air are. Everything. I have- even in town, like I just needed my windows open. I don't need to be shielded from you seeing me walk across my living room <laughs> at night. Sure, I'll yeah. close them up. But during the day, like I, we all have a sofa. We're all in here, just walking around. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not walking around naked, right? Um, yeah, I, I think that's so important. And I think our bedrooms should not be like you want to talk just in terms of like just sleep longevity. I mean, we've covered a lot of things on here. Mm-hmm. Make your room nice. I'm not saying spend a ton of money. I'm just saying make your room nice. What do you like in a room? No one likes it full of crap. (laughs) Yeah. Or like having to move four loads of laundry off their bed before they can get into their unmade bed with dirty, gross, nasty sheets. Like no one likes that. That's not nice. Okay. Yeah, I don't don't quite understand why um, why we – we, some of us, whatever, like leave the good bedroom experience for the hotel room. When, yeah, when that's like twice a year, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like why not just keep laundry out of your room and fresh sheets and a good book on the nightstand? Why, like, why don't yeah. make it a catch all? It's yeah. not the catch all. Yep. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I am a little hot to trot about the bedroom because my bed is still on my living room floor, you guys. And so our top floor is, okay, uh, 750 square feet. So The whole thing? The, the whole kitchen thing. and the dining room and the living room? Well, let's see. The house is- The living I think, room's huge. The house is 1,200 square feet. Okay. And the basement's 600. I know, because I just had to buy tile. Mm-hmm. So that can't be right. It has to be more than that. But not much 1,200 more. seems- Halfway Farm was 1,200. was small. Okay. Yeah, that's probably close. Yep. It's pro- probably close to- the, Okay, yeah, that sounds right. I just looked this up the other day, but- Okay. Anyway, so like our family of six is is in this, you know, and like our mm-hmm. we have no space for our clothes. We we call it our walk-in closet, which is just our stair landing where we just have cardboard boxes of clothes. <laughs> our mattress is on our living room floor and it's made me realize the importance of having a place. Mm-hmm. Having a place to to go, to be, to even like as a mom you know, I used to go lock myself in my bedroom for like um, two minutes. Just give me two minutes. I'm going to do some breathing. I'm going to say mm-hmm. a prayer. I'm going to splash cold water on my face and then I'm coming back. <laughs> like, right. Um, gosh, the importance of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, if you need a quick fix, ladies, and your room is like become a storage room, I would say, I would implore you right now get a few Rubbermaids and get anything that is not imperative to the bedroom feeling out of there and just go put it in the garage. Well, and Find some shelves imperative? in the basement. Huh? What is imperative to the bedroom? But I'm seeing like the laundry piles, no, the yeah. the piece of furniture that you got stuck with that doesn't work in any other room of the house. And it's, you, so you just hit it in the bedroom, like get it out of there. Right. Because you need very I mean, little in your bedroom. You need have, like your face cream. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're close. I have a few house plants, mm-hmm. and I mean, my bedroom's bigger. Mm-hmm. It's really narrow, but it's stupid long. Yeah, it's a dumb because it's not a real bedroom; it's a porch. It's stupid. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Homemaker Chic listeners, you've heard us talk about it, but now is the time to take the next step in your grocery shopping, real food pantry stocking journey by doing your monthly shopping with Azure Standard. Right now, we want you to visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic and get shopping. Azure Standard is a family-owned, organ-based whole food grocer that delivers all around the United States each month. They'll connect you with a local drop-off point in your area and then the fun really starts. That's right, Shay. So visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic. Build a cart full of the products that you need to run your home and kitchen. From cleaning products to plant starts to spices to dried goods, fresh produce to baking supplies and everything in between. This is how we stock our refrigerators and pantries each month. Azure has exceptional offerings at a fraction of the cost of your local specialty markets or health food stores. Visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic right now and bring the fun back into your kitchen and pantry. For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you 
and let's get cooking. Tubes & Co. Organics believes that skincare products should nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Consider having a beautiful routine as nature intended with no synthetic chemicals, no GMOs, toxins, or artificial fragrances. Can you imagine that? Taking care of your skin and applying your favorite makeup products knowing that what you are using is safe and beautiful from the inside out. Tubes & Co. believes that skincare products should nourish the skin without adding hormone-disrupting chemicals, and they go above and beyond to source organic products made in the USA. Visit tubesandco.com. That's tubes like soups. Tubesandco.com and use the coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Does your skin need some extra help after this long winter? May I personally suggest the Sea Buckthorn Oil and Frankincense Tallow Balm, two of my favorites. It's not good enough for you until it's good enough for Emily's own family. So visit tubesandco.com and use the Homemaker Chic coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. All right, what's next? Okay. Um, oh, this is funny because we were just talking about this. So maybe we'll maybe we'll just touch on this one. But it says take a multivitamin. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, should we talk about this? Okay. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I yeah, a little bit. I eat them. I've I've taken them a lot in the past. <laughs> I eat them, and they make my stomach hurt. Like mm-hmm. whether I take them with food, whether I don't take them with food, they just don't. Like, they don't make my stomach feel good, and so I don't want to take them. And the more I've sort of, like, the more I deep dive into just, like, we were just talking about on Monday, like, all of this stuff, the more I realize, like, we don't really know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so many vitamins that people take are synthetic. I don't want to take synthetic, really, anything, if I can help it. Right. So the only supplement that I take now, and I'll tell you, it does make me feel very good, is just dehydrated liver, which is basically a multivitamin. Are uh, you eating liver chips anymore? Uh huh. I, I yeah. eat okay. as much liver as I can take, and then I take a a supplement that's beef organs. So it's a lot of different organs. Do you get meats. that from Azure? Where do you get that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So that's that's what I take. Um, it has a lot of vitamins, a lot of trace minerals, and your body really knows what to do with it. And mm-hmm. it gives me, it gives me, it makes me feel good. Vitamins do not make me feel good. Synthetic vitamins. So take that for what it's worth. That's just my mm-hmm. personal experience. I don't really care what people do. I'm not here to tell you what to do. But um, I went to a doctor one time and I was low. This was years ago. I was a little bit low on iron. So she prescribed me like a blood builder, sort of a mm-hmm. supplement. And I looked at the ingredients of it. They were not great. And I looked at my bottle of liver. I hadn't taken it yet. I thought this might be an alternative. Okay. And it was basically the same idea, but it was a natural form Synthetic of it. versus, okay. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think like taking, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know so how I feel not- about that. So have you had like blood work done? I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, your vitamin D levels are good and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I had okay. blood work done just a couple months mm-hmm. ago and everything is good. Hormones are good. good. Blood's good. You know, I just, I need, I need for where I'm at in my life and what my body requires, I need animal products, massive amount of animal products. Mm-hmm. So that's what we grow on our farm primarily. What about you? What are you doing right now? Okay. I'm on a lot of vitamins. I haven't really, we can talk about this in another episode, yeah. but um, we have a little on time. A bit of, no, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. On a bit of a health journey <laughs> the last, the last year. And um, part of the treatment for that was a very heavy routine of supplements. And um I'm undecided. Like I, I like them and I don't like them and I'm comfortable taking them and then I'm not comfortable taking them. It's, I get really, uh, like stupid puritanical. Like it's probably really, um, an immature line of thinking, but I just get to the point where like, so you're telling me if I was just alone on a desert island with some healthy food, I would still be unwell. Like really, I need all this stuff. I need all these plastic bottles to be healthy. 
That really bothers me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So is that what bothers you about them? Is just the yeah, idea that I'm being told that I'm that I've been told like you cannot achieve optimum health or healing without hundreds of dollars of bottles and daily burping <laughs> of the vitamins and yeah it bothers me and maybe I'm again like I'm open to being called immature on that because maybe I maybe mm-hmm. I do really need that I I don't know um mm-hmm. we'll see mm-hmm. I don't like it mm-hmm. I would rather eat an apple and a steak <laughs> you know yeah and a big glass of water yep yeah, I don't like thinking. I mean, I know our bodies break down. I don't like thinking that mine is so pathetic. I have to to take all this stuff. It bothers me. Mm-hmm. Then there's things that make me feel really good, like I my vitamin D was low, so I I feel good knowing knowing that I can take extra vitamin D. I'm glad. I'm glad it's the modern era and I can get extra vitamin D. So I'm just sort of all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional mm-hmm. experience to be sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel very emotional about. I don't even know how to put this into words. I feel very just emotional about where we are in hu- in the in like human history. So that statistic that we shared, I think last week on the podcast, I don't even remember what it was now. I'm, I'd just be making up a number, but X amount of chemicals. Mm-hmm. We have X amount of chemicals in our bodies, in our tissues that didn't exist a hundred years ago. Up until the last hundred years, Mm-hmm. Bodies had never had to process anything like this. And it makes me feel so angry that I don't really have like a place to channel that because I'm just ang- I'm angry at the whole system. I'm angry that we can't you can't just eat an apple. Mm-hmm. You can't just eat an apple. You got to worry about how much wax it has on it, how long it's been sitting in a warehouse, what kind of chemicals were used, what's the weird breeding, how is that going to affect? We don't really know. We don't yeah. know. Yeah, we really, don't know. And, yeah. Because people yeah. haven't been eating this food for any length of time. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, like to me, that's what appeals. And I don't mean this in like a regressive way, but it is what appeals to me of like, okay, I know that humans did eat this. <laughs> it's like they did a Liver. lot of other wrong <laughs> things too. Okay. Right. They also like used to make nipple shields out of lead. So like, let's yes. not hold them in too high of a regard here. Right, but if it yeah, you don't want to romanticize no. Um, no hardships and you know ar- arsenic exposure. Yeah, and, yeah go watch Victorian horrible. Pharmacy on YouTube if you ever want yeah, to right? idealize exactly. the past. Um, yeah, you know, here's the cough syrup with a side of like cocaine, and mm-hmm. um, it's not it's not great, but it it's it's a lot. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It's just a lot. It's a lot to take in and it's a lot to process. And people are trying harder than they've probably ever tried to be healthy. And mm-hmm. it's probably harder than it's ever been. Yeah. And so. is it working? Oh, well, that's where I feel sort of like gypped. Like I was saying, like my little desert island comparison. Like, really? Like, yeah. can I just live and eat simply? Do no, I because all these things. Do I, now you've got like I, if you catch fish off the coast of Washington, you know, that are testing positive for opioids. You know, it's like now the well, water's very, contaminated. Like all these things feel very unfair. Yeah. Like I don't like Jewel. Like we always say, like we don't even stand a chance <laughs> when you start learning about like what is in canned tomatoes or hello, I'm on this whole coffee mission to find coffee that's not full of mold and learning about coffee. And it was like it was like learning about wine. No wonder I felt so icky if I was drinking two glasses of that garbage a day. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at um, like my health and wondering: Is mold exposure part of it? I don't have any mold. Like when we did a whole like allergy research, um, you, you know, in our house and everything mm-hmm. when we moved here because I was having such problems, like. So is it previous exposure or is it – have you read about moldy coffee? Mm-hmm. The crap that's in your coffee? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then like 
Um, then I've also read and researched like new construction homes and how they're, they're basically sterile, right? They've done such a good job now of keeping dirt, dust, dander, da-da-da, out, that actually uh-huh. people emerge from these new construction homes with a ton of allergies because their houses are actually so sterile that their body gets weak. It, it Like it doesn't have to defend against anything. And yeah. so you're like, are we shoot? Like, are we licking the dirt? Are we like hiding? And like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we supposed right. to do? And it's it's overwhelming. Like, if y'all feel mm-hmm. overwhelmed by it, like that's because it's overwhelming. Rightfully so <laughs> because it's overwhelming. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when you're done eating that and taking your vitamins, you should floss your teeth. Yes. You guys, I don't floss my teeth. Floss, floss your teeth. teeth. <laughs> Floss no, your I teeth. don't. My teeth are so tight it gets stuck. Okay, well, get over I, it. It's, no, I can't get it out. <laughs> um, it's a problem. And even I've been to the dentist, and they will say, "I've had dentists say, I can see why you don't want to floss." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your best. Plus, I have that permanent retainer on the inside. And they're yeah. like, "Well, you just thread it through." I'm, oh, could I? Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Could I do Please that? Thank you. Um, my mom's a right? dental hygienist, so I like, know. Here we go. I'm gonna back her up on this. Um, also, my pastor uses this as um, proof that the world is actually getting better because he's like, if you think that things are getting worse, I invite you to go back 200 years and visit your dentist <laughs> when they would take pliers <laughs> to your teeth. Please listen. I know you're hundreds of you right now are like, I am going to email her and tell her why she needs to floss. Please don't. I'm very busy. I know I need to floss. Yep. Don't tell me. Yes. Take good care of your teeth. Because you get a lot of diseases from your teeth. I remember my mom. I'm neurotic about brushing them. Yeah. Like, like a nut job. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like to floss. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I know it's connected like to your heart. Yeah, and, oh, it does. It can connect. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mom, my mom's um, probably listening. Backing you up, mom. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, Play fetch with Fido. People who have pets are less lonely and depressed and get more exercise. Well, we're farm girls, so there's a lot of pet exercise going on there, which Listen, can add years to your life. Yes. I still, when I'm when my heart is just stressed, when it's anxious, when I'm uptight, when I am not right, I still go out to my animals. Mm-hmm. I go out and I watch my cow chew hay. And I go watch my little lambs and I go gather the eggs from my chickens and I check everyone out and it is such pleasure to me. Mm-hmm. Genuine pleasure. Uh, that's one of my favorite actual parts about milking is just the like, at once you get started and you're just kind of in the rhythm. Yeah. You can hear the munching and the chickens are scratching yeah. and you're just kind of like going into the zone, you know? Yeah. It just takes you away from all of it. Mm-hmm. And it does beg the question, like, how much of this is self-induced by having uh, like our 90% phones. of it? <laughs> having our it's phones. all self-induced. I was Think talking- about when you go on vacation to a little tiny cottage and there's like a toaster and there's no toys and there's none of your crap and you think, oh, I could live like this. This is really easy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do. There's- Mm-hmm. Nothing to move from point A to point B. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously <sighs> life isn't just about pleasure. That's not the point of life. Mm-hmm. But I do think that pleasures were given to us as gifts. And I think it's good and wise of us to take those gifts at the times that we can get them because there will be times when we don't have them. There will be times of trial. There will be times of tribulation and difficulty and battle and uphill climbs and hardships and health issues like those are coming Mm -hmm. and one of the ways that we prepare for them is to fill our cup with beauty and joy and food and fellowship and laughter and rest and pleasure while we can (laughs) you know yes yeah I think that's so like don't deprive yourself of that. Don't make the pleasure the pain. Let the pain be the pain. <laughs> and and fill fill your cup while you can with what you can. Obviously within biblical bounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. On that, um, be part of a spiritual community. Hello. Which I think is, I, I heard, you know, uh, someone in the secular communities even say that the other day, like, uh, we need more people involved in more spiritual communities. Mm-hmm. Duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not meant to go this alone. We're not meant mm-hmm. to be by ourselves. And so many of the problems that arise culturally is because people are disconnected from a community of people, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, that's that's a big topic, a very, very big topic, but be connected to people. Okay. And I would argue uh, believe in something beyond yourself. Yes, please. Not just anything. Believe in Not the just rain. anything. <laughs> Have a regular medical checkup. Um, I think you and I both did this in the last year, just the full, the full blood panel and yep. the whole workup. Yeah. It's you very guys. easy, especially for us ladies to like focus on taking care of everybody else's bodies and not our own. Yep. Run the tests. Yeah. I've had two friends my age diagnosed with breast cancer. Like this isn't, it's not something to joke around with. And it's one of those things that why do we do this? We just put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. Um, praise God that we live in a time where there are where there are colonoscopies, frankly. Like mm-hmm. I lost my grandma when she was in her 50s because she did not listen to her body and the signs that it was giving her. And a cancer that's completely treatable was at that point too far gone simply because she didn't want to go to the doctor. She was like, no, nah, it's fine. I just ate something that upset my stomach. No, it's fine. I just, it's just something I have to deal with. Hmm. It's not fine. And you have to be your own advocate. You actually have to fight for it. And yeah, it's really sad to think about the life that she missed out on simply because she wasn't willing to go to the doctor. You know, she had some pretty intense non-Christian beliefs about life. And Hmm. ultimately... That cost her her life, you know? It's really sad. Hmm. Yep. On that note, <laughs> the last point of this article is look for blue skies. Yeah. One quality most centurions share is optimism. Hmm. If you want to live a long life, your attitude counts. Yes. I agree with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Probably makes um, you less stressed. Probably. Uh, that was a lot. Is it pessimistic to say also you could die tomorrow? <laughs> we could all die tomorrow. No, I think it's, I mean, it, it is, but it's, it's, a, it's a reality, I think, that most generations, like, we're willing to acknowledge and we aren't. So we just sort of, like, flap around functioning like it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, don't do the things to care for ourselves optimi- optimally while we are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's pessimistic. I don't think we can either. It's, you can't live in that headspace every second of every day where you're just like carpe diem. You know, like no, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting right. to think that every moment could be my. I could just have an aneurysm mm-hmm. and keel over, and this could be the end. Mm-hmm. It's like that's exhausting, but. I think the principle that you take from it is like, it does help you to just relax. Like very few things in life are actually life or death, you know? Mm -hmm. And so let the big things be the big things and keep, keep the rest fluid and be gentle with it. Be gentle with yourself. Keep it, keep it in its place. You know, don't let your kid's bad score on a math test ruin your day. Don't let it do that Mm -hmm. because it's a math test and it is not that big of a deal. In the grand scheme of things. Talking to mm-hmm. myself here. Okay. I'm not going to say what one of my children's math scores was the other day. <laughs> 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 it's good. All right. Well, I guess I'm glad we stretched that to two episodes because. Yeah, that was good stuff. That's that. All right. Okay. All right. So we do need to say thank you yes. to American Blossom Linens yes. for sponsoring this season. So we are talking about homegrown American cotton friends, and now they have their new towels. So I want you to go to homemakerchic.com and click on our advertisers because there we're going to have all our advertisers and you'll be able to click American Blossom Linens uh, link there and they're going to 
bless you with 20% off your new sheets, your new towels, anything you want on their beautiful website. Mm-hmm. And these are the the linens that Shay and I dress our, our bedrooms in. We talked about making our bedroom a beautiful space. And now we're going to be tricking out our new bathrooms in their towels. And we're so grateful to Janet and her amazing company. They just do beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. work. So do like someone did the other day on Instagram. Tag us when your sheets come in the mail. And we will uh, we'll share that over on Instagram as well. So visit homemakersheetpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Check our advertisers out and um, enjoy that coupon code from Janet and American Blossom Linens. Yes. And it's the weekend. And yes, I'm going like to garden my face off. Face off. Yeah, it's almost May, for heaven's sake. Good. So terrible. All right, here we go. Ladies, have a great weekend. We'll be back here with you on Monday. Cheers. Cheers.